You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. My guest today is Eja Johnson. She's a proud CEO of Remax Generation, Glow Beauty Bar, and Dynasty Partners. She's been honored as one of Houston's top 30 most influential women in the city. She's also the 2020 Remax Broker Owner of the Year and in the Remax Hall of Fame. Eja continues to be guided by her relentless focus as an entrepreneur and empowered by her ability to achieve business success. She's made it one of her goals to continue to drive the economy by creating employment opportunities for others to excel and become best in class industry professionals. Welcome her to the show today. I'd like to start off with a quote. This was by David Osborne. It says, of all the investments in the world, from real estate and annuities to stock markets and startups, the best investment is always you. And so one of the things that EJ and I have been really working on is just investing in ourselves and putting ourselves around the right people that are pushing us to be better. So welcome my guest today, EJ Johnson. She's a broker owner in Houston. So welcome to the show today. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we're going to dive into a lot of the specifics and your story and just like you're killing it. You're winning all these awards. You're all on, you're on the stage every time I look on Facebook. But tell me your story, like in a couple of minutes, like who you are, how you got into real estate, because we all have a, a story on how we became, you know, real estate professionals. I normally say my story is a testimony. <laughs> there you go. I was a school teacher at the time, um, you know, for seven years. And so one day they came in there and they told me they no longer needed my services. I had never been fired from a job, never been written up, didn't know why. But, you know, I knew that I had asked God. I said, Lord, if this is what you have for me, give me the strength to endure. If not, move me in your timing. And I prayed that prayer that same day at 1230. And they came mm-hmm. in at three or four o'clock and told me that. So I was like, OK, so I move fast. Wow. Pushed me. And like, <laughs> so I was like, OK. So I always say my dreams are bigger than my paycheck. So I think God was like, yeah, no, it's time. It's time. So that's kind of how the journey began. Um, I, I started out, I bought, purchased my first home investment, you know, home when I was 24 years old. And then at the time I was 26. So you said investment or first home at 24? My first, my first home. Oh, wow. But wow. It's, still, it's an investment property, right? So I always yeah. say anytime you purchase a home, whether it's for yourself to live in or whatever, it's an investment, right? Yeah. So started the process to actually purchase investment properties at 26, right? And that was during that time. And so I was in the process of of purchasing two investment properties, um, you know, to rent out for residual income. And um, that's kind of how I I got started. I was working with a friend that was, I had a mortgage company. And then when they came and told me they no longer needed my services, well, I was like, okay, well, let's, let's figure this out. So I had access to good people. And I always say, you know, one thing that's very important is having access, right? Mm -hmm. I had access to an opportunity. And so he gave me the opportunity to start out by processing loans. And so I started out as a loan processor and I did that for about a year, about two, well, I would say three years, but that was the very first start was loan processing. Then I ended up getting getting, um, my loan officer's license, maybe a year, if so, after I started processing, I did loans and I processed for about two, three years after that. And then the industry tanked, right? Yep. Because, you know, everything changed. 
then I was like, let me go get my real estate license. You know, I had clients calling me from the experience that they had on the loan side, and they just kept referring their friends and family members to me before they even talked to a real estate agent. So they wanted me to be the real estate agent and their loan officer because of the experience. And I was like, well, I don't have my real estate license. So that prompted me to go and get my real estate license because I had just, I guess, a database or referrals. You know, my name had gotten out there because of um, the service that I had provided. And so they yeah. wanted me you know, around the board. So I got my real estate license and the the journey began. <laughs> so it was it was interesting. And I, I I'm glad that I started in 2008 because I learned a lot. The market was tough. It was tough. And really? so what it has taught me over the years is in the face of adversity, stand tall. You know, mm-hmm. you go, you don't run from it. So I learned so much during that time. And I feel like those times made me be a great agent. I didn't have time for fear, right? The industry had changed. Products were going away. And so, you know, we had to figure it out. And so in the midst of that, I think it birthed something in me that I I needed. So that's where that journey began. (laughs) No, that's good. There's a lot of wisdom in what you just said. And I want to dive into a couple of them. One, the one question I would ask in 2008, like you said, that's a tough time to become a real estate professional. I actually started in 2010. I, you know, I've been in investing and developing since like 2006. But what are three things that you did in the middle of that market to where if you were going back mm-hmm. to like coach yourself to like be a real estate professional in a tough market? What are three things or one nugget that you can pull from what you did to try to grow your business? I really was focused on growing my business. I understood that I had a business. I had worked for someone else for many years. And I got up every single day and worked that business. So I then that's something that I still tell agents to this day. That's something that I still use to this day. I went into the office every single day. I got up. I was in that office. I did not have mentor. I did not have anyone in leadership roles that could help. So I had to figure it out. So mm-hmm. I sat in front of that computer and you know Googled or whatever and just tried to figure it out. I was always in someone's classroom. I was always educating myself. So if I did not have a client and as a new agent, you know, you don't really have a lot of those in the beginning. I was always at a training class. Um, education was huge for me. So I worked my business every single day, even though I didn't have a client or have something to do. I felt like educating myself was a huge part of of my business and being able to help my clients. So that was it, getting up and just going for it every day, even in the midst of the unknown. Yeah. And you said it earlier, you bought your first home at 24. That's an amazing feat. And then you bought investment properties at 26. And, you know, now it's kind of cliche. Everybody's talking about the bag and investing. But back then, like, you know, you and I were buying these investment properties in our early 20s. Nobody was really talking about it. Right. Exactly. What led you to from buying your home at 24 to buying that first investment property over those two years? What inspired you? What like what triggered that saying? You know what? I want to buy an investment property. Oh, honestly, just growth. I knew that I want, I needed more income, right? There you go. Um, I was a single mother at 19. I was a young mom. Um, in college, I had my son. And so, you know, I taught school and was living paycheck to paycheck. And um, I just, I wanted more income. I needed to be able to grow and have residual income. And, you know, so just that's really how that kind of got started. It wasn't anything that was truly planned. I wish I could say, oh, you know, from 
you know, the early ages, I knew about entrepreneurship and business. I I didn't, you know. Yeah. I don't come from a family full of entrepreneurs. Um, I'm pretty much, I think, the first. <laughs> of course, my grandparents, they own, you know, stores and stuff like that. But I didn't really get a chance to get anything that part from them, my great grandparents. It just was, I, I was a single mother and failure wasn't an option, right? Yep. I was always thinking of things that I needed to do. Um, to take care of my son, because I made a promise to him when I had him that I would always stand up and take care of him. So that was a, a promise that I, I plan on keeping until the day that I die. Wow. And, you know, everybody that knows me, my story, a little bit of it, you know, my mom raised a single mom and she just was a go-getter. She was a grinder. She was fearless. Anybody that's from East Texas knew my mom. She was <laughs> she just like she didn't play around. Like, you know, she kept the 380 on her at all times. <laughs> so she, I know that's, she that's the, East Texas. That's I was I went to Longview. I met her from Longview High School. So the East Texas in me keeps the 380, the nine, the 40. <laughs> <laughs> did you say you went to Longview? I did. I graduated from Longview High School. How did I not know you was from East Texas? I'm originally from Houston. My grandparents are from East Texas. So I moved to East Texas my senior year when I moved in with my grandparents. And I loved it. That was like some of the best times of my life, just being in that small town and everyone knew everybody and where they were. And so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, ball. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that. You know, I'm from Chapel Hill. So yeah, <laughs> we need to chop, chop it up about that one. <laughs> For sure. Let me ask you this question. One of the questions I get from a lot of the listeners is they always say, what's the most surprising thing that you learned that you wish you would have known when you got in the industry? It's like, like, man, I wish I would have known that before I got into the industry. What I wish I would have known. Um, the importance of access. Mm. <laughs> you know, and there wasn't a lot of opportunities for have access to, to leaders, right? When I started, it seemed like everyone in the industry was so hush-hush. You know, I love that we have Clubhouse now, right? It, it's so refreshing to see how the industry has, really the world has changed a lot, right? I can't even just say that for our industry because they're sharing everything on there, not just the real estate industry. So I think it's a beautiful thing. But when when I first started, I was very surprised that there were not very many people that I ran across that were willing to help, right? Everyone was kind of like, I was the competition. And I'm like, I don't know your clients. You don't know my clients. And so. <laughs> You know how many people are in this world? But anywho, so that was surprising to me. And so that was kind of, but I, I'm glad because it helped to shape the person that I am right now today, because I'm really big on leadership. I'm really big on helping and giving back and, and helping people get to whatever that level of success looks like for them. So. No, I love it. Because like you said, like we've talked about before, when you have access, when you have a relationship with someone, you can call them and you know, they're genuinely going to shoot you straight. Mm-hmm. Like. That's what relationships do. That's what bonds do versus them. You know, you reach out to them. They think you want something. So they're not really telling you anything. And it's like and that's kind of how it is in this industry. But it is getting a lot better. Yeah. And I, I'm glad and it's, it's important. I think people don't really see the, the abundance in having access, you know, to the right people. I love the relationship that we have. Right. You had posted. Um, your home the other day that you had built. And um, I remember being on the phone with my little sister and I I think I was jumping up and down and I was just like so excited. I was like, yes, it's so beautiful. And I was like, I have access, you know, and, and of course, you know, I build, I have a construction company 
But to be able to see the product that you put out is definitely something that is inspiring to me. And the fact that when that time comes, I have access to a genuine person that I can pick up the phone and calling and that will shoot it straight to me is priceless. Yeah. God put us together for sure. Absolutely. So you got the different ventures, right? So we buy our first home, then we buy investment property, then we transition from being a teacher in the mortgage. And so then you got your license because you're like, hey, it makes sense. I'm getting, I already have the database. What led you to, how long were you an individual agent before you became a broker owner? And walk me through that. It's been, it was six, seven years, something like that before I I decided to do a, a brokerage. And what really led me to it, you know, my, I have a business partner and he called and put the idea out there, but it just made sense to me because I enjoyed giving back. I enjoyed helping other agents. Um, I would have, so social media ended up be kind of becoming a thing in the midst of my journey, right? It wasn't in the very beginning. And um, to have people from other brokerages reach out, asking questions, the brokerage that I was at at the time, I was kind of like their go-to girl and I enjoyed it. You know, I didn't see anyone as, as a threat to me. I wanted to be able to give to them what I didn't have. So. It just made sense. I said, well, I'm everybody's broker anyway. You know, I don't care what company they're in. I'm their broker anyway, so I might as well. So it was, um, it started to become very fulfilling to me. And so you reach a point to where you're kind of like, what's what next? I didn't know all of the next when it came down to owning a brokerage, but um, it's been a, it's been a, you know, a beautiful journey and, and, you know, it's growth. And so, yeah. I've seen you grow a lot in the last year and a half for sure, for sure. So let's talk about it. I think you're being very humble, which I love, <laughs> but you got broker owner of the year for the whole Remax franchise, right? In Texas. Texas so yeah. why do you feel like you won that? And, and, and I want you to sh- shoot straight. Like, what do you feel like that you've done differently to win that amazing award? And then I want you to tell me, how did it feel when you won it? Oh, Wow. It was it was a surprise. But for me, I feel like, you know, the culture of my office, I stand in this industry. I don't think it was just really a Remax thing. Um, I think I I'm not going to be humble right now in this moment, but I think I'm a pillar in in the industry. Um, One of them. Right. Yeah. I do. My brokerage is all about, you know, business growth. I want them to know how to be business owners, not just to be a real estate agent, but also. I enjoy life. I love life. So I, I talk about life at my brokerage, right? We are, the culture is, is a give back, right? I want us to understand the importance of at some point you're going to, yes, you're going to make the money, right? Then what, right? I want to prepare them for the then what, you know, or even get them thinking of what the next, right? And so I tell every agent that, you know, walks into the brokerage, remember where you are today. With my mentorship guidance, the help of this brokerage, you won't be there. And remember the agent that has their day one when they walk through the door. So the brokerage is really, I'm really big on, on leadership, building teams, building businesses under the umbrella of Remax Generation. I think I, not only do I have something to give for my brokerage, but also the real estate industry. Um, so yeah. I think that's why I won Broker Owner of the Year was really not just because of what I do for Remax or where I stand um, on the Remax platform, but just real estate and being a, a business, a woman in business. Well, you're so inspiring because 
you're doing it your way with your spin, your personality. Like you're not trying to be someone else. You're just being you. Right. And that's the thing I always tell people. Like I used to tell my teammates this because, you know, it was so competitive and they would be like, well, I want to play, but this guy is the senior and he's in front of me. And I'm like, just be you. Just be you. Like I tell everybody that. Yeah. I am always, I love growth. Um, one of my, I love like books. Yeah. I love reading. Um, and my favorite reads are, you know, self-help books, you know, just growth books about growth. And so I think that that's, that's, that's huge, you know, yeah. and be yourself always, you know, the only person I'm ever in competition with is the old me and it's to be a better me right today than I was yesterday. So when you continue to focus on that and be, and, and be true to you, I tell my kids all the time, you know, I don't want you guys to go out and just get a job. I want you to do something that you love to do, right? So my oldest son, he is 24 right now. He is, he's a great photographer and he grew and went so fast. I mean, he's working with the who's who in the industry, but it's because he loves what he does. And I've instilled that in him. Be the best you, figure out what it is that you like to do and put you all in it. And it's going to be amazing. So, you know, yeah. Wow. No, well, it's funny that you keep saying that because it leads right into the quote I started off with. Your best investment is you, not stock, not real estate, not startups, but you. One of the things I want to ask you, so are you still buying investment properties? I will actually, yes. And I've switched to a different little part of it where I, I built. Let's walk through that journey. So transitioning from your first investment property, 26, did you keep buying for so many years or did you transition into new construction? Walk me through what that looks like and why. Yeah, so I kept, I, I still purchased um, investment properties throughout the years. Then I transitioned to having a construction company with, with one of my business partners and it's been going great. You know, we kind of looked at, well, do we buy and flip? And then everyone was doing that, you know, when I first started. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have time to sit here and look for all of these properties like that. Like it's like a needle in a haystack. And and then, you know, we're we're busy. We have other things going on. So I'm like, I don't have time to sit here in four or five months just to get $25,000 on a return of my investment. Like it just, I, hats off to the people that do it. I know you have to do volume and, and there's so many different ways to invest. And so there's no wrong way. That's a great way, but you have to be true to yourself and know what works for you. Right. So I, I looked at it from that standpoint and I'm like, but I'm so busy doing other things as well. And I don't want to drop the ball because I want to be great at everything that I do. Right. So yeah. for me, when I started looking, I was like, no, let's just buy property and build. It's, it's, it's a difference. <laughs> the, yeah. the ROI is, it's a yeah, lot better. So are you building specs or are you building customs on your construction company? And then tell me the name. So construction company is Dynasty Partners. Yes. So right now I have one spec that I'm building, but we're negotiating a contract for it right now. Ooh. I have one right around the corner from it and I got a phone call on it the other day. So we were going to jump to a different property, but I think that one's going to go under contract. So we may have to just go ahead and start building that one, but we kind of have plans for it anyway. So it, it's really a spec home. The other property is in Memorial. So that's going to be my first big property. Um, you know, my first million dollar listing or property that we're going to build. So that that's what's up next. So I'm excited. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, doing... I'm excited about it. No, that's Memorial is hot for sure. Yeah. So like the memorial property, are you doing more urban development where you go in and purchase a property, tear it down, build a new spec? So you're doing development like 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not doing like in a neighborhood where you pick up six lots and build. You're going in and buying the dirt. And then it's like you said, instead of trying to flip it, you're just tearing it down and building new. Right. And so I look at the numbers, right? You know, look at it. I can look at it either way. So when I purchased, when we purchased that first, that property in Memorial, when I looked at the numbers, it was profit margins were, were better to just tear it down and, um, and, and start over. So that's what we chose to do. So bought a property and we demoed it uh, last year. And so this year we will build it out. Man, I love it. You know, that's where I cut my teeth in urban development. So I was doing that in Holland Park in 2006, seven and eight. And then obviously the market turned. I came to College Station right around campus, Kyle Field, and started buying those properties, tearing them down. I started off remodeling them like everybody else, trying to flip them. I was like, man, this game ain't for me. Same thing. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tear them down, try to buy as many as possible. And I was building new build and lease them. So I love it. I love it. So you got a lot of interest going on because you are the real estate entrepreneur, which is why I wanted to have you on the show. You got the brokerage. You have your personal team. You have the construction. Tell me some other ventures that you're working on right now that you have going. So I own a beauty bar as well. So that's right next door to, to Remax. And so I actually purchased a beauty bar eight months after I opened up the brokerage. Wow. <laughs> fearless. I know, fearless. You have to be. You have to be. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that I am fearless, right? You have to be. You cannot be afraid to jump. Um, when opportunity presents itself, you have to be ready and not yep. be afraid because you will lose out on some of the biggest, best moments of your life, right? Being scared. Fear is is our worst enemy, period. That's enemy number one is fear. So yeah, so eight months later, I was like, hey, let's go. And I'm one of those people, I did not, you know, so I, I taught Montessori school, so I'll share a little bit, you know. Um, I went to, to Prairie View. Like I said, I started out single mom, early mom at 19 years old. So I did not graduate from, from college. So um, I'm really big on, okay, if it feels right, let's go with it. I'm fearless. I'm going to put a plan together and let's just go. I, yeah. <laughs> that's been my journey. It really, make it really happen. It's, it's just make it happen. You know, when your mom, it's make it happen. So eight months later that happened and it's, it's been a beautiful, beautiful journey. My grandmother is, it was my everything. And so it was already named glow. It was kind of like, okay, let's, let's try it. And I love everything beauty. Like if you know me, I'm such a girly girl, right? Like, yes, I will have on, I'm at a construction site, but I'm in full glam, makeup, nails, everything. (laughs) So that was fun. That was fun. That was for me. Um, I felt like the brokerage, that was for me to be able to give back. It was for me too, because it was very, it's very fulfilling to me. But the beauty bar was my fun adventure. And, you know, I was like, okay, we can make money out of it. Let's go. So it, it happened. It's been great. We are actually full right now and have a waiting list. So wow, you know, that's awesome. We brought a luxury to the to North Houston. <laughs> Love it. Love it. The glam is real. The glam is real. <laughs> so obviously, you being a real estate entrepreneur, you you're investing in a lot of different things. Where are you investing your money right now? Is it in the urban development? Is it in tech? Is it where are you putting your money right now? Um. Yes, in in development. Yes. Real estate. I mean, you know, the market right now, inventory is low. If you put something on the market, it's going right away. Yes. The price of building material, lumber, all of that did increase significantly. But at the end of the day, real estate, I feel like has always been, has been and, and will always be one of the best you know, ways to grow your wealth. Um, yeah. Love it. I think it's important to stick to kind of what you know. Like I know real estate. 
Now, I've, I've talked about that on a couple of podcasts. You see people who are really good at something like a, a financial advisor or whatever, and then they turn around and give their money to somebody putting it in something they know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And it's like real estate's tangible. It ain't going nowhere. Even if you would have bought that dirt, tore down the house and sat on it for two years, with what's happening in the memorial, it would probably double in value before you even put anything on the property. Right. Absolutely. And that's what happened to the properties that I have out in Waller. Purchased the lot, oh my gosh, end of 19. And we did not start development until end of uh, 20, 2020. And the lots tripled in price, right? The property we originally started out with comps to list for like 545. We are now at like 635, 640. Wow. In you know a year's time. So yeah, it's it's wow. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your team with the all the amazing success that you're having. You gotta have a team behind you. So tell me how your team is structured at the brokerage. And I know you have your personal team. Just give me a bird's eye view of how you structure your team and the amazing people that are behind you. Oh, my gosh. That's the most important thing, right, is um, is your staff, your tribe, you know, your team. My team consists of a lot of people. My team consists of, you know, my my parents, you know, my sisters, you know, they are that team that continue to push me to grow, you know, and, and go, right, encouragement. So that's huge. But my staff. You know, I love everyone that works for me. I enjoy being a an entrepreneur. I, I enjoy being being a boss, right? Um, because yeah. I'm a person that I life is important. People are important to me. People are more important to me than money. So the fact that I can give someone the opportunity to be in a position and treat them like a human being, you know, like they yeah. matter. Your children matter. Their spouses matter. So it's, that's important. Like um, my staff, I have my operations manager. So it's so, I love how God works because I got in this industry and it's just been, you know, going right. And, and mm-hmm. I just go with it. And I, you know, I love my family, but I never kind of I guess, set out to say, okay, I'm going to start a business for my family. But um, one of my younger sisters, she is my operations manager for um, Remax and for Glow. Um, so she is a huge, huge asset in you know in my business she comes in and she's she gets she understands me she's my she's my, my little sister right she yeah. has my best interest at heart and she cool for that right not even yeah. knowing big sis was going to do all of this stuff just that's just how god worked right he just lined it all up so yeah. i mean that's what she went to school for she was working for someone else she was miserable now she is you know she's on cloud nine and you know she's a woman and a mother and so she just had my nephew you know, she was able to be off for, she's been off, she had the baby in four months. I felt like it was important for her to be able to be home. I know the importance of, of being a woman and being a mom and being there, you know, in the beginning when you have a baby, like, no, you don't need to come back after six weeks. We'll figure this out. You know, so that to me was, was a blessing for me to be able to, to be able to do that for her. Right. Because I don't think she would have been able to do that anywhere else. So that's one. Then yep. my other younger sister, she is on my She's team. in the business too? She's in the business too, right? Wow. So I'm so proud of her. But yeah, so she is now making the jump, the transition to go full-time in real estate. And she is in training right now to be my team lead, to run the Eja Johnson group, because Eja Johnson is ready to retire at some <laughs> point, right? <laughs> so Pass the torch. 
putting everything in motion, you know, for, okay, who's running this? Who's running that? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it, it's been great. So yeah, so she, I have a team and I mean, I don't know, my assistant's amazing. So I think it's, it's important to the people that you, that work with you, you know, that yeah. are alongside you. Um, it's huge. You know, I couldn't do yeah. it because I can't, I can't run all these companies by myself. You know, that it, I, it's not possible. Yeah. And we've talked about that, you know, just leveraging integrators and the right people. So got a couple more questions for you. What are you doing right now to invest in yourself? Because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, like you said earlier, you're putting everybody in the right seats. You're coaching these people. You're giving to these clients. You're creating vision over here. What are you doing or what would you like to do to invest in yourself right now? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Take off to uh, Maldives for two weeks. Exactly. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's the perfect investment in me. That's, that's it right there in a nutshell. But you know what? I feel like one thing that I do is I, I love being able to connect with great people because it's not only an investment for myself, but also the people that are around me. Like that is, that's important to me. You know, yeah. I don't want anyone to be around me that I can't. I want people to be able to say when they came into my life, I helped to make them better. So I'm always trying to make myself, you know, be the best person I can be. But I truly enjoy meeting new people, having access to people like you, having conversations, you know, and being able to take those nuggets back. But it's also something for me as well. So that's I, I find enjoyment in that, but also taking that trip to. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, and that makes sense because that does fit your personality, like just true relationships, meeting people that inspire you because you're doing all the inspiration for everybody on your team. But who's inspiring you and pushing you forward? Yeah. No, yes. I love that. Yes, I love I, that. You no, know, you guys inspired the heck out of me. You know, my tears will start rolling down. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, any final thoughts that, that you want to leave the listeners with? Is there anything we didn't cover or anything that you, you know, you say, you know what? I want to leave this final thought with everybody that's going to be listening to this podcast. Think big and go fast. Yep. <laughs> you know, think big. Fear is, like I said, our worst enemy. And I, I think I'm thankful that I, I'm fearless, you know, be fearless um, in, in everything that you do. God has you, you know, I, I didn't. Um, I, don't, I don't have a degree in this. And so, but I've been very successful at it because it comes from, I think, a good, good space and a good place inside of me. And so, you know, everything is going, is this big, it's moving fast. This industry that we're in is moving so fast. I think about when I first started and how fast we have moved just since we, we have, we introduced social media to our world, Right. And then we've introduced the pandemic and look at how many businesses were birthed through a pandemic, right? So let's look forward to all of the things that, you know, when people had to sit down and they had to be still, right? There's power in, in stillness. There's success in stillness. You know, I love, me I meditate two, three times a day and there is a lot of success in stillness. And so the world has had to be still for quite some time. People have had to sit down and be still. And those brains, they were, they were going, those thoughts. So I'm looking forward to seeing the creativity, seeing what, you know, what else is going to come out of this pandemic, because I've seen some amazing businesses, some amazing people rise up um, and start to believe in themselves, you know, 
they may have gotten laid off from a job. And so that was the the push, the jump that they needed. Um, I look at my girlfriends and I'm in a, a, a book club. And I think we started our book club right before the pandemic. And I look, every single woman in that book club is now an entrepreneur. Wow. Three of us were already entrepreneurs. And then we have three that were birthed throughout that um, that book club. So it's beautiful. I'm excited to see, to just continue to watch and see what else happens. That's awesome. Well, man, thank you for your time. I know you're really busy. I know this episode is going to inspire some people to be fearless and move fast. And just thank you for your friendship. And I'm excited to see what this episode does to inspire a lot of people coming behind you. Me too. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate you. And thank you for just being you. Thank you for being a good person, for being genuine, for this right here, you know, because this will help and inspire someone. I've watched your other podcasts and I, I find so much inspiration out of each one of them. I'm taking notes. You've had a couple of people on that I'm really good friends with. And, you know, just to be able to to have access and have conversations with you guys um, and then allow the world to be able to hear our story and our journey. Um, and I love being an inspiration. I my One of my quotes was, I desire to inspire. My quotes years ago, I desire to inspire. And so the fact that I can tap in here and, and get some inspiration, the fact that I can be here and be an inspiration is a true blessing. And I oh, thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thank you for being on the show. All right. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to terrencemurphy.com.